It's the Heated Agreements Podcast with your host, Matt Thompson. It's the podcast where just agreeing with the host isn't enough. You have to agree for the right reasons. And now, here's your host, Matt Thompson. Hello again, everybody. This is Matt Thompson. I am the host of Heated Agreements. We've got a great show today. Can't wait to talk about this. My good buddy, John Stropes. John joins us on the phone. Hello, John. How's it going? This is something I know you're very passionate about. And actually, if you go on the internet at all, a lot of people are passionate about, but maybe not in the same way uh, you are and that, that I'm kind of you <laughs> pulling me over to your side, is fan <laughs> theories. Uh, with Right now, we live in a, a very geeked out world, a very pop culture-centric world, and, and just like all kinds of worlds are colliding right now in, in fandom. You've got uh, the Avengers just came to an end. Uh, you had Game of Thrones Season 8. You've got uh, Star Wars Episode Nine coming up. And whenever you have these big tentpole events, unfortunately, what also comes with it, with all, all pop culture anymore, seems to be fan theories. People trying to guess what's going to happen. People trying to write their own narratives of, of how they think it should go. And we're going to talk about today if that's a good thing or if that's a bad thing. <laughs> so uh, you kind of uh, you kind of brought this up to me. You know, you had texted me out of the blue one day. You know, you're like, we have to do a podcast about about <laughs> fan theories. It pissed me off. So I kind of know which way you're on. But tell me exactly why you hate him. And uh, <laughs> I know um, you you are a very artistic when it comes to curse words. But I'm trying to get this on the um, the <laughs> the non flagged. So pull your I, hatred I, I, down just a bit. I think I, I think I got away with one F bomb in the, uh, in the star Wars one. that we did, mm-hmm. And that, and that was actually a quote from you. So you got away with one. F-bomb. I think it was, I think, I, I think I, I just was, reported what you said. I was so passionate that, <laughs> that I had to let one fly. It, it was your opinion of uh, Jake Lloyd's acting. ability. <laughs> <clears throat> in my defense, that's warranted. No, I, I, I I, I didn't say it was wrong. <laughs> and I'd say it right to his face. <laughs> <laughs> um, so fan theories. So, yeah, fan theories. They, fan theories drive me nuts, man. Like, I mean, and we've talked about this before. Uh, but, uh, I mean, to me, it's it's essentially just a bunch of people who have way too much time on their hands trying to write the story before the story it comes out to the public and then and then they're disappointed when it doesn't match up to what their fan theory was so you know? is, so but <laughs> it, what is it that annoys you is it the writing of the fan theory is it the the coverage that fan theories get or is it the the aftermath of like why didn't they do it the way i laid it out which that that's yes. my, that's my going voice for it's all of the above <laughs> Well, because it's the answer is D all of the, <laughs> and I'm, I'm a little bit in that boat, but I think to be fair, people have always had fan theories like no, and I, that's I mean, you true. and I back in the day when a comic book would come out, you know, we'd spend the next two weeks or a month, however long it took out, you know, it took to come out unless it was like spawn 19, which took like uh, four years, uh, you know, debating what was going <laughs> to happen in the next episode, what was going to happen in the next, you know, comic. So I think that was always there, but I think it's the amplification of them now. Yeah, it is. It is. And that's the thing is it's like there's, you know, there's all these, uh, you know, websites that, um, you know, are devoted to these things. I mean, maybe they're not even devoted to them, but they're, they're just seeing it. I think, I think it is maybe just the coverage of, you know, in the, in the news section on my, on my iPhone or whatever that, <clears throat> You know, there's so much that's like, oh, fan, new Star Wars fan theory says something that's very likely to happen or something like that. And then you see the movie and it's like, well, of course this didn't come true. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like, uh, I think my favorite one was right before uh, The Last Jedi came out. Um, you know, all these, and this is one of my, one of my fan theories of why so many fans hated the last Jedi was because it didn't make any of their fan theories come true. Uh, well, didn't you know, Rain it, Johnson say that he almost like, it almost seemed like he purposely went against the grain and against a lot of fan theories. And I think he was theories. trying to, I think he was trying to, yeah, definitely throw people for a loop. Um, you know, I think he was, I think he was trying to, you know, surprise people. 
and uh, you know, I'm I'm one of the people. That I I have no problem with Last Jedi. Uh, it's it's not my favorite one of the Star Wars films, but it's not. I, I didn't hate it either. Um, and uh, but the, my favorite. What there were all these theories of like who was Ray's parents, you know, and, and obviously that was like a big mystery and everything. Um. But that you know, and they and they did set it up like in the first ones, like who is Ray and and all that, and and then and then they came out with well, you know, her parents are actually nobody. In all honesty, you forgot to say spoiler thought, alert before you said that. By the way, oh yeah, but, yeah right. <laughs> I know, I know. For anybody who hasn't seen this two-year-old film yet, uh, well. <laughs> Now I feel like I've ruined the whole podcast. <laughs> well, we'll just delete this and start again. I uh, feel like that. I feel like that happened the last time I said something. Oh no, we just got off on a tangent of the fact that they were trying to remake Die Hard. I yeah, think. and that was it. Was supposed to be a Star Wars podcast, and the, and then it just turned into why would they remake Die Hard? Um, Which I think we're still asking. We we I, could yeah, do I, totally I, do a, a whole podcast on right. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, anyway, you know, and then it came, it came out that Ray's parents are like these nobodies and I'm like, you know, that actually kind of makes sense for, for the story, but but yeah, because Anakin's parents were nobody. Right. Well, literally his father was nobody. Yeah. It was, it was Um, like a a bacteria or something like that. A mini chlorine. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. An amoeba. (laughs) Um, like the size of his acting ability. Exactly. Yeah. No. Uh, the the, the uh, amoeba blew Jake Lloyd away. <laughs> in, in it's one the scene. amoeba. The amoeba had more range. Yeah, a little more charisma. <laughs> and he didn't say yippee. <laughs> how did um, how did Lucas work that into the page? By the way, like, do you think Lucas, when he was sitting down in his word processor, banging that out, and he wrote yippee? He's like, that's it, right there. That's the line. Somehow, I honestly do. Actually, I, I think because just, and just because of uh, the wooden performances put in by actors like um, Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor and Natalie Portman and, and Terrence Stamp, like all these really great actors, and they're the way they read the lines was so not them. You know? Do you think on the set, Lucas like it was like, hey, hey, Liam, tone it down. We need you yeah. to be bring it down a notch. You're you're acting too good. You're you're overshadowing everybody. People are gonna think I can bring. Maybe he just wanted to bring everybody down to Jake Lloyd. He could. He, yeah, he didn't. He know. didn't want that casting choice to you be. You know, I, I heard Jake Lloyd actually suffered like a horrible mental breakdown. So I, I kind of feel bad like picking on him actually. Well, but, you know what? Uh, if it turns out that Jake Lloyd is listening to this podcast, then we all win. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So anyway, we we've we've diverged. So, yeah. uh, so fan theories. So here's, here's a here's a Game of Thrones fan theory that drives me nuts. Just yes, for the fact that it gets it, it gets uh, published on a website, mm-hmm. on any website, but also for how stupid it is. So this is one that came out. I don't know when, but it says. Game of Thrones fan theory suggests that legendary knight Arthur Dane might still be alive. Now, do you remember who Arthur Dane was? No. Okay, Arthur Dane, you remember in so in the flashback scenes when uh they had Ned, young Ned was fighting this like badass swordsman who basically killed all of Ned's men. Uh, single-handedly fighting with two swords, mm-hmm. and then there's there was uh, I remembered this from the books when they the the story of this when when they showed it on in the series. <clears throat> um, there's like you know one of the big stories about Ned in the books is that he defeated Arthur Dane in uh, hand, in single combat. And it was like that was such a big deal because Arthur Dane was supposed to be he, they called him the Sword of the Morning and he's supposed to be this amazing uh, fighter. And Ned killed him, and so that made Ned you know uh, even more amazing. But then Bran sees it happen in the series, like you see it happen, and Ned actually was defeated by Arthur Dane and. Uh, what Jojen and Mirren Reed's father 
was there and actually it ended up being that like right when uh arthur dane was getting ready to kill ned uh the mirren reed i think is his name mirren reed comes up behind him and like stabs him in the throat and the, and so that's how arthur dane actually got defeated so that's a really long explanation for like what who arthur dane is and everything but but basically this is saying that the fan theory suggests that the legendary knight arthur dane might still be alive it's like how can you have this theory you saw him get stabbed through the neck. So, <laughs> so all right. So, beyond that, there, what's what's the, the tie in? Like, who, says, who cares? The fan theory says that it sounds confusing. I know it's like, yeah, yes, of course, it's confusing. It's like, yes, all right. It's so, confusing so, because we saw a sword come through his neck. Okay, so somehow he survives a, a knife to the throat. <laughs> and it says, it says uh, they they think that he actually survived and. Uh, was <clears throat> was uh, helping Ned conceal John's identity. And it's like, why would J- Ned even need help concealing John's identity? He did okay. a pretty good job all by himself. So up to this point, I'm a- I'm angry that this got any press whatsoever. Like, wh- who cares? <laughs> right, right, if this right. guy lived, and see, I think this goes to the larger point of it's all clickbait. And it almost oh, yeah, seems like, totally. did the person who wrote this actually think that this was a theory or was it nobody's ever written this? I'm going to put it out there and get clicks because I'm going to mention some obscure character who might be important at the end. And I'm the one who figured it all out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the other thing about fan theories is do these people, are they passionate about it? Or is it like the spaghetti test? I'm going to throw everything against the wall, see what sticks and that way after oh, the fact. So- I can go back and say, look, I got it right. It so seems like that. Yeah, like, like the like the sports book who's, who, you know, bets on everything and then, you know, talks about all the ones he got right but forgets, you know, he, he talks about the five he got right but forgets to mention the 27 he got wrong. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that could be, you know. Okay, so you got, you got to throw me in on this Arthur Dane thing. So why did this matter at all? Well, it was, I mean, it doesn't really. Well, I mean, what, was the, like, what was the ultimate theory? So he lived, and then what? They they think that, and, and it's possible that this is talking about, like, from the books. Like, they're saying, well, we think in the books it's going to be that, you know, Bran's not going to see that, and he's going to see, uh, I, I don't know, like, that he's going to see that, well, Arthur Dane was actually helping uh, Ned conceal John's identity, you know, all these years and everything. But yet again, it's like, why would that even be necessary? Because Ned is the freaking Lord of Winterfell. I mean, he had a convincing story already, you know, like this is my bastard son. And, you know, King, the whole reason he needed to hide John was because King Robert would have killed him for just being a Targaryen. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, but it's like you know, King Robert was pretty much fine with uh, with Ned having a bastard son because King Robert had lots of bastards. Yeah, sons. I was going to say <laughs> so, King Robert like that was every weekend for him. Right, right. But so I, so I think this goes this goes into uh, you know my anger with fan theories is you know I'll, I I fall for it I click on it when it, when Avengers Endgame was coming up and it was like interesting theory about what's going to happen with Iron Man or. Or uh, how time travel is going to work. Ones? What were some of the ones for Avengers? I, I you know, um, I've gotten to the point with them where if I see the words fan theory, I actually scroll by. Like I don't even read them anymore because I think they're all dumb. Well, some of them were like who, like how closely it was going to tie to the the comics. Who was going to die? Who was going to come back? You know, um, uh, how was you know time travel going to be incorporated? Because everybody knew early on it was like well, we think there's going to be time travel. But is mm-hmm. it that they use the the time stone? Like one of my favorites was that, you know, Doctor Strange when he was going through, you know, in in Infinity War right before he gave Thanos the time stone, it was like it had disappeared and he brought it back from somewhere that that he had actually used it to go back in time and he brought it back to himself right at that moment and that type of thing. And it's like okay, you know, that's I like that everybody does that. People sit around and talk about that and guess. But what I hate 
is the amplification of it. And then the anger and the vitriol that comes out after the movie comes out if something doesn't match up or something doesn't live up to a fan theory that becomes... Because it's almost like some fan theories become canon before the movie even comes out. It become like universally accepted that that's how it's going to go. And when the movie comes out or the show comes out and it doesn't adhere to that, there's like an uproar. And, and I can't figure out what that is. Why is it that people get that upset on something that never was that they just assumed that was going to be the case? No, I totally agree. Totally agree. Like the, the, the whole anger at, Oh, well the story didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen. It's like, well, you're not the writer, you know? Yeah. And why can't you just enjoy what the, the person put out? I mean, I get it. I go into a movie sometimes. You're like, you know what? There were a couple things I didn't like about it, but I still enjoyed the movie. I still enjoyed yeah. the, the story. And when the story hasn't played out all the way, you can do it. I mean, I think we've all watched shows that have, you know, my favorite example is Dexter. I loved the first few seasons of Dexter. And then it just like went off a cliff. And I hung with it to the very end thinking, you know, holding out hope that they were going to salvage it. And they didn't. And it was a big turd. And it was one of the worst <laughs> I mean, it was like the biggest waste of time ever to the point where now I hate the entire series because of how bad the ending was. But And I had my theories of how it was going to end, but I don't hate it because they didn't use my endings. I just didn't think they executed it right. But some of these people get so pissed that it's like, no, this was the better way, and why didn't you use this fan theory? And that's a, and now I'm going to boycott your whole movie, and I'm going <laughs> to want him to do it again. It's like, what is wrong with people? And And... And Peyton, who I had on my, my brother, who I had on my last pad, podcast, he and I had talked about, is it that, I mean, part of it is the negative people will get the press because no one's going to go out and write a, a, a big article about, hey, all these people love the new Star Wars movie because who's going to click on yeah. that? But if you put a headline, you know, fans up in, in arms over hatred of new Star Wars, then that gets clicked. Oh, yeah. So is it, oh, yeah. is it really, is it a small minority of people? who just get the publicity or is, is culture really just turning awful and people like fan theories more than the actual thing anymore? Uh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, what, what you said about uh, Dexter was interesting. I've never watched Dexter, I, but I've heard a lot of people say the same thing. Don't, well, and a lot of don't, people, don't know, waste your I time. I mean, most people that I know myself included were very disappointed with the ending of game of Thrones. Um, and I'll be honest, there were some fan theories that I read out there that, yeah, they probably were better than the way the show actually ended <laughs> and made better use of characters and things like that. I think that's the thing. Like, there are, there, it, it's what you said. There is a difference between, you know, talking about, oh, what do you think is going to happen? And, the, and, and, uh, you know, just outright expecting that to happen. Um, you know, there was a there was one theory out there about that uh, the Night King is not even in Winterfell before the Battle of, Battle of Winterfell happened. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a theory out there that you know uh, the Night King is actually on the dragon on his way to uh, the Red Keep. Yeah, and that was one that I actually was kind of like, you know what? I kind of like that. Uh, and it does make sense. And I think that's the thing. They looked at the evidence that had been on the show that, because they were like, Oh, well the Bran in his vision, when he saw the uh, dragon flying over, uh, when he saw the shadow of the dragon flying over, uh, what's the, the city, um, King's landing. Right. Uh, you know, because Bran had that vision of the dragon's shadow on King's Landing, and uh, they said, "Well, that was that's not one of Danny's dragons. That's the Night King and the you know the White Viserion." And I was like, "That actually could make sense," you know. So I think it's I think that's the other thing. It they drive me nuts when people aren't actually paying attention to what has happened and and things like that. So so you give fan theories more of a pass when they're accurate. It's the well, out, it's the outlandish ones that you really hate. I guess, hate. yeah, it's the ones where people are just thinking of things that, like, just because they want it to happen, but they don't pay any attention to, uh, to what actually has happened in the story or what the tone of the story has been. Like, what if it turns out that Thanos was actually just Hulk from the future who had dyed himself yeah. pink 
Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess know, that were, could happen, but you know, the, the, one of the this is a long-standing one was that there were a lot of people when Return of the Jedi came out a long time ago, from from what I understand, that were pissed off that Luke did not turn to the dark side. And it seems like ever since then, there's always, I always see like headlines of, you know, with the new series, it's like, oh, Ray's going to turn to the dark side. Fan theories suggest that Ray is going to turn to the dark side. And it's like, why do you people want these heroes to turn to the dark side? <laughs> it's like, why are people so obsessed by this idea? You know, the, the hero has to turn to the dark side. That it always, just, that always it, seems to be cyclical. Like there, there seems to be times in, in history where like people are distrustful because there were, there was a time in comics. I want to say it was like, um, mid two thousands when everyone had to be an anti-hero or like, you know, or it might've even been late nineties, you know, people like Lobo or Wolverine or things like that. And then all of the pillars of people who had like been leaders for a long time, like captain America had to become a bad guy and professor X had to end up being a bad yeah. guy. And it's, it's like, okay, I get when there's a plot twist like that, but uh-huh. at the same time, then it's like every authority figure ended up having to have a dark side and was actually working uh, against the team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People just crave that. And I don't know. I think it's a trope that gets used over and over, especially in yeah, fan theories. It, oh my God. Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, I don't know how many, uh, there, there are so many fan theories that I've seen out there, you know, uh, and, and again, it's just the headlines because I, I most often I don't even read them. Right. Um, well, it's all but, clickbait. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. And, but like in the headlines, it's always there. There's always one floating around there that's like, uh, you know, oh Ray is going to turn to the dark side according to this fan theory, and it's like, oh my god, no, she's not. <laughs> Do you think fan theories are making it harder for people to enjoy the actual product? Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I mean, I think that's why there's all the outrage. I think it's one reason there's there's all the fan outrage. You know, the the I think I think fan theories are a big reason that, uh, or there maybe I don't know if they're a big reason. I don't know I, based on absolutely no research at all. Um, <laughs> after after zero research, I can definitively my, say <laughs> my fan theory is that fan theories are a big reason behind toxic fandom <laughs> no that's I, my fan theory. i i put i i subscribe to that because i think that's part of the big reason and like we touched on that the last jedi was so um just despised especially in the media i mean I, there are a lot of people out there like myself i'm not a huge star wars fan i enjoy yeah. it I, I go see i've seen all the new ones i think you and i have seen both uh new ones when they've come out um, yeah, i think so just to you know to experience them and and I went in and I remember walking out of last Jedi going I enjoyed that to me mm-hmm. it, it felt like a movie that was trying to be a Star Wars movie and I think I said that to you right afterwards but I still mm-hmm. enjoyed the ride and the story that was told but the backlash and it seemed like the majority of the backlash was because it didn't live up to the fan theories that had been built for two years that all yeah. of the things that people had in their mind constructed as this is how the story is going to go, it didn't live up to that. And and for me, I wonder, like, are these people, do they just want to be right? Are they trying to will the story to go the way they want? Because in my stuff, I like a little bit of surprise. I don't want to be right about everything. If you could guess how everything's going to go, what's the point of even going to see the thing? No, I agree, man. Um, well, and it's interesting, you know, you said... Uh, <clears throat> you know the the media around the last jedi was like mostly negative but the funny thing is like rotten tomatoes it's a 91% rated you know fresh film no, the, i mean the, so the critics, critics loved it the critics liked it you know that's the thing like as, as for the people that actually you know are professional film reviewers who I would imagine the majority of have a pretty solid understanding of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> and, you know, if you're reviewing The Last Jedi, you've probably seen all of the other Star Wars movies, right? What, and, what was the last Star Wars movie that came out that the fans liked when it came out? Was it Empire? 
man, I don't, I don't, I, I don't even know if I would know how to answer that question because I, I, I don't like, think, um, I don't think the fans liked the prequels. I mean, they're still not. No, the fans, well the fans definitely did not. The, the the overall response to the prequels from from the fans was pretty pretty low, and um, and even the you know, even critically, they're they're still I, like you know. For what for what Rotten Tomatoes is worth, anyway, uh, it, it, you know they're they're still you know certified fresh or whatever, but they're definitely lower than all of the other ones. Um, I would say I I thought um, uh, Force Awakens. I thought, I thought the fans liked it quite a bit. I know that there were there were some there were some people in there that said, oh, well, it's too much like the the original. Uh, and stuff like that, and you know, the all there's always the people complaining about Ray being a Mary Sue or whatever, which I think is the most ridiculous thing ever. Um, but uh, I I don't know, like I feel like people like The Force Awakens overall. Um, because Star Wars fans kind of amaze me in that you know a lot of people they don't like Return of the Jedi because of the Ewoks. But they accept, <laughs> but the, but they're okay with the movie as a whole because it's part of the original trilogy. But now yeah. there there have been um, eight movies, and the prequels are all kind of universally among the hardcore fans not liked. And then the new trilogy, you know, at least one of those isn't liked. So that's that's at least four of eight movies that are kind of despised among the fans, and yet. And, and even two of those are maybe iffy. So there's two really well-liked movies out of eight. And yet mm-hmm. this is still the biggest franchise in all of moviedom. How does that happen? How do you have fans that are continually disappointed and continually angry, and yet they still line up and buy tickets for mm-hmm. everything, and, and they're so passionate about their hatred of the product? I, I, think that, I think that actually just proves the point that you said earlier, is that the, the negative people are the ones that get the, that get the uh, loudest voices <laughs> yeah. because obviously, you know, they would not be so enormous if the majority of people actually did not like them. Um, I mean, you know, people, yeah, people complain about the Ewoks and return of the Jedi. Guess what? Star Wars was written for kids. <laughs> and, um, and how come people just can't like stop like, all right, so if you're if you're somebody who just like I love the original trilogy, I haven't liked anything since then. They're ruining my childhood by making all of these new movies. How you still have the original no, that, trilogy? We, and we talked about that in in the again in the other podcast. Like, you know, <clears throat> why does it ruin your childhood if they make a movie that you don't like? Just don't watch that movie. Yeah, just go back and watch the original trilogy. It's like it's like the people who are who get so up in arms and angry that they're they're making live action versions, I live action quote unquote, you know these reimagined versions of Disney animated movies. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like don't go see it then. Yeah, right. Don't go see you know, it. Pop like, in the like, pop in the Aladdin somebody, cartoon version and be happy. Why does it Disney make you angry that they're a gun doing it? To your head to go see it. No, it's uh, people, like and then they get angry that other people enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it um, and it all starts. It, uh, all this, all this negative, all this negativity starts with fan theories. Yeah, I agree, and it, it's fan <laughs> theories populating the internet that really just—it's all clickbait, and you read it, and it gets people all excited about something, and then it's not in the movie, and then it's just the the toxicity that comes out of it. So you read, okay, so so Captain America is gonna give his shield to to Bucky. And then they're going to go into the future and they're going to kill a, a baby Thanos, you know, it's, it's like, or whatever the theory yeah. is. And then none of that happens. They're like, well, this is all lies. It's pissing me off. I, I like the other version better. Uh, <laughs> delete in game. Well, and that was, that was one that I, I, I did hear was, uh, you know, after the fact, I heard that people were upset that, uh, you know the fan theory of Captain America not give, giving his shield to Bucky didn't come to fruition, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it it made more sense for him to give it to Falcon because Absolutely. Bucky is still a wanted criminal. <laughs> like he's he's killed hiding. a bunch of people he's, in the past. He's still 
still a wanted criminal for a bunch of murders. And, um, you know, not only that, but he doesn't even, Bucky, you know, if I recall right, he didn't want anything to do with combat anymore, did he? Like, didn't he just want to He kind of just wanted to live in Wakanda as the the white wolf. Right, yeah, he just he was enjoying like living in Wakanda and just not doing anything of you know and you, uh, related to to combat. And, and um, hey, you know, also uh, movie fans, Steve and Bucky hadn't really spent all that much time together since being unfrozen. I mean, yeah, he, he spent a lot of time with Sam, traversing the world trying to find Bucky and all that. So over that span they'd had a pretty good friendship and they were on the same page and Sam was an Avenger and working side by side with him, showing his valor and showing that they had the same, um, you know, uh, more morals and things like that. So it made a lot more sense for him to give it to Falcon than it did to Bucky who, who in more than half of his life had been a trained assassin for the other side. Oh yeah. Right. Right. And by the way, killed Tony Stark's parents. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So he's going to give yeah. him the shield that Tony Stark's dad made? Uh that's awkward. Oh, you know what? I didn't even think about that. But yeah, that's totally that's totally legit. I never even thought about that point. <laughs> um yeah, man, that 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 is I'm glad you brought the uh the shield thing up because I had heard that one. That was one that I that did kind of like just irk me a little bit. Yeah. So with fan um, theories, again, it's it's the it's the amplification of them, and then the anger when they don't come to fruition. That's mm-hmm. the point that irritates me the most. Because, in in all honesty, to me, it's like if you think that you can do so much better than this, then why don't you pursue a career as a writer? You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. if you think you can do this much better, then write your own story. And try, I mean, it's, it's, you know, easier said than done, obviously, but it's like, just as a creative, as, as a creative professional, I, I kind of take offense to it. Cause it's like, you don't, you, you honestly think that you can do better than the people who are paid, you know, to do this. And, you know, yeah, sometimes they make mistakes. I think you're right. You know, you, and, and you can, you know, critically uh, look at a story and think, okay, you know, that wasn't the right way to do this. That doesn't feel right. That, that That's not true to the characters. But... Are you talking about uh, Game of Thrones Season 8? Oh, good God. I mean, that, well, it, obviously, I, I think, yes, that, that is definitely one. Um, and the thing is, it's like, yeah, I could see how they could get to that point that they did with, with Danny and everything, but anybody that says that they've been hinting at her being, you know, going totally nuts, I am sorry, but Danny had always, yeah, Danny had done some like really brutal things, but it was always in the name of justice and protecting the innocent and freeing slaves. And, you know, the people that she was brutal towards were not innocent people. No, they were they were slave drivers. They were they were murderers. And, you know, people who had been completely misogynistic and and, uh, you know, evil to her. And, you know, there was a reason behind her brutality before. And it was always in the name of some some brand of justice. And and I'm sorry, but the the whole argument of they've been hinting at that for like 10 seasons. You know, no, I mean, because you can. (laughs) You can go back in a in a long running series and find little things that that maybe were were supposedly planted to lead to something else. Like you know, they hinted at at season three that Danny was going to be wearing a white dress when she walked into. <laughs> you know, you can pull out anything and say that that was a hint yeah. towards it. What yeah. you say is, look at the overarching arc of her character. It didn't make sense in the short turn of of what she did. Yeah, that's the thing. It was so short. That was the problem with it for me. Was it was like you you completely changed this character's a, a major part of this character's mindset of how she views innocent people over the death of one of her dragons and her best friend. Obviously, two very big losses. You know, things that would devastate anyone. And but it's like to to change her entire mindset over I- instead of just taking over 
the seven kingdoms, we're going to conquer the world. And instead of, uh, instead of, you know, just killing my enemies, I'm going to murder every innocent person in King's Landing. And in the, even in, though they're ringing the bells to surrender, like that just—it's like no, that did not make sense. No, and then I, in, it, in the way she did it too, like if she had decided, like after they killed, you know, her her you know her handmaid and uh, the dragon, if she'd be like, we're going to burn King's Landing to the ground. Okay, mm-hmm. that, that's a fit of anger, and she's decided she'd rather destroy everything Cersei loves than than do that. Okay, but. But there was no reason for her to decide on a whim right then, just like, you know what, I'm just going to go kill everybody in Kingsley. Yeah. It just yeah. It didn't make sense. So, no. No. Uh, But there's a difference between, you know, that that's a long way of, of saying, you know, I think there's a difference between being, you know, critical of something like that based on what you've seen so far and being upset about the ending because it wasn't written the way you wanted it to be. Yeah, it didn't it didn't yeah. coincide with my blog about how it's, I laid out right. how it should right. end. No, it's not it, like I'm upset because Danny turned evil. It's like no, I'm upset that Danny turned evil because of how they did it. You know, because of because of the the fact that they didn't earn that ending. Yeah. Um, you I think I think uh, bottom line, you can you can hate something because it sucks. You can, but it doesn't make sense to hate something just because it's not the way you would have done it. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. Which is what I think all these fan theories, you know, they, people get so upset. It's like, oh, well, why wasn't there a dire wolf army? Well, <laughs> like, why did there need to be a dire wolf army? Like, we were robbed of the dire wolf army. Well, we were, and then, <laughs> you know, well, why did the, why did the, what, why did they never, you know, they they never answered uh, the Azor Ahai or I don't know how you yeah. actually say that, that, that the name, prophecy like they, the prophecy they never did anything with the prophecy and it's like have you not picked up on the fact that Game of Thrones is a show that's hinting at the fact that they don't believe in you know that that prophecies and things like that don't actually mean anything like how how have you not picked up on this like I I never once thought that there was ever going to be anything come of the Azor Ahai prophecy. I, like it, it was, it was <laughs> something that was put out in so many different forms by people who, you know, uh, Melisandre, I think, wasn't she like that? She was like the main propagator of that. Yeah. And it's like, she had proved so many times that she herself was wrong about things. And, you know, even she knew, you know, especially when Stannis died, that that she was that she wasn't always right about things. So it's like, why? Why are we supposed to think that that, that anything major is supposed to come out of that? I don't know. It's and like, see, yeah, like that, that's like that. Those are the people who are the ones who are the, like they're amateur Sherlock Holmes. You know, they go through <laughs> and they 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 found all the clues sprinkled throughout. And I'm the one who put it together. And here's what it all means. And you know what? Honestly, I, I think people sometimes give writers and show producers way too much credit. I mean, take Lost, <laughs> take Lost for example. I think oh, a lot God. of times they just threw stuff into an episode. And they're like, ah, we'll figure out what that means later. Mm-hmm. But people go into it <laughs> thinking, oh, there, there's a big master plan and this means this. And, th- and they've got it. And they're sprinkling stuff throughout all of this. No. A lot of times it's like, I'm going to throw a bunch of stuff in here and then I'll see if I can wrap it up at the end. Well, and interestingly enough, I've always found that, you know what, sometimes those things that you think are supposed to be big and meaningful and they're not in the end, they're, they're meaningless. You know what? That reflects life too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the, how, how many times in life do you, have you come up with, you know, you thought, Oh, this, this seems like this makes sense now. And then something happens and it's like, well, okay, that, there goes that idea, you know. I mean. Yeah. Well, I don't think, uh, from an audience perspective, I don't think anything pisses people off more uh, than a, you know. You've got a cliffhanger is one, but but red herrings seem to really piss people off the most. Mm-hmm. Like if you've dangled something out there as this is going to be important, and then it ends up not being, boy, does mm-hmm. that just uh, piss people <laughs> off more than anything? It just makes them matter and matter. It's like you can just see the fumes coming off of their uh, Twitter feeds. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. There was one, and there was another one that I was that I was thinking of uh, while you while you were talking a little bit ago, and now I've lost it, and I'm really upset about it because it was a good one. <laughs> we'll, we'll do an addendum to the podcast. Yeah, after. Yeah, we'll put we, it in the show notes. All right, here's to. the one that John referenced that we didn't get. Oh, to. I, I wish I could think of it because it and it wasn't it wasn't a Game of Thrones one either. Um, oh man. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to think of it as soon as we hang up. Probably. So just real quick um, about Game of Thrones, because Game of Thrones and, and Avengers were happening at about the same time. and mm-hmm. uh, Literally at the same time. Yes, I think I mean, wasn't wasn't the last episode of Game of Thrones the same weekend that uh, no, so the, the Endgame came out? The, fir- the uh, Battle of Winterfell was the weekend that Endgame came out. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, do you think with how good Endgame was at wrapping mm-hmm. everything up hurt Game of Thrones? No. You don't think so? You don't think that, no. that 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 hurt like people's expectations? Like, look how good they did it, and Game of Thrones didn't live up to it. No. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe. But, I, I mean, I think they're so, they're so separate things, and uh, I don't think so. No, because I mean, maybe, maybe you know, with the people that saw Endgame the first weekend and loved it, and and then watched Game of Thrones, and it was kind of like you know coming off the mountain, like diving off of the mountain. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe, maybe, but uh, I don't think so. Just because I think they're so set, they're such separate things. Um, well, and can you think of in 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 your history of of liking you know series like this and pop culture like this? a show like Game of Thrones where I can't remember a, a show that was at more of a fever pitch that it was coming up. I mean, there were people having watch parties and oh, man, yeah. just, I mean, going into the first episode, just like this is going to be the, the greatest six episodes of television history. Mm-hmm. And then by the end it was just like, okay, that happened. And mm-hmm. it's just like, it fell off a cliff. I, I mean, yeah. after the first like two days of the Game of Thrones finale, then you just like, didn't hear about it again. I can't yeah. remember where there was that much excitement and then it just like disappeared. It went, I mean, I, yeah. know, I know we live in a, in a disposable society of things, but man, that just like went away. No, it really did. It really did. And, and I think it's because it was just, I think people just didn't want to talk about it, you know, because it was, because it was so disappointing. And it's like, it'd be one thing if it was disappointing because, you know, people that you loved on the show like got killed or uh you know it didn't end happily or something like that but it just it it, i think it happened just because it was so meh yeah exactly it was man like it was um it it just felt like a, a a really rough sketch of itself um and uh, which is interesting, I had a friend of mine send me uh, a text that <laughs> you you may have seen this. Um, it it was like uh, a a sketch of a, a drawing of a horse that at the front of the horse, the horse was like very beautifully rendered, and uh, you know, I mean, it almost looked photographic. And then as it went back on the horse, it got less and less to the point that. Like the horse's rear end and tail and like hind legs were basically like stick figures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it had the sections of the horse divided up and it said Game of Thrones season one through four. And it was like the front section. <laughs> it's like all beautiful. And then it's just, you know, and then it said season eight was like the stick figure, <laughs> hind legs and tail. And. And it's like that's pretty accurate, actually, the way that the way that it described it. Um, but it, although it, I never, I never had a problem with like season seven, even like there were no. a lot of people that that thought season seven was rushed and you well, know I kind of the part way of that. It, but I think part of it was kind of like what I said with Dexter is you kept holding out hope, like mm-hmm. even with with this last season of Game of Thrones, I held out hope that it was going to turn around up until the the second to last episode. I agree. I did the same thing. And then I it was just like, uh, like, or actually it was like episode four, the one after the, the battle of winter. And I was just like, okay, you know, I'm kind of just like, I don't, I don't have any hope anymore. I, I really think mm-hmm. this is just going to be sort of, eh. 
And I yeah. think that's what it was because like at the end of Lost or the end of Sopranos or the end of Dexter or the end of some of these other shows where it was disappointing, at least you had people talking about it going, oh, you know, I, I, I'm disappointed or I should have been this way or this way. But after Game of Thrones was over, it was almost like everybody just like a big sort of, uh, okay, yeah. well, there, there goes that. And now it's almost like Game of Thrones is is has is, is been buried because of that. Or it's almost like, okay, well, you had all this epic buildup. It's kind of like in the NFL, if you've got a great championship weekends, uh, you know, the <laughs> NFC and AFC championship games, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, those games are epic. This Super Bowl is going to be great. And then the Super Bowl is like 6-3. to three. Yeah. And you're like, oh, all that buildup, and then the, the climax was, <laughs> yeah, was that's a That's about right. And that's what you I kind of feel Game of Thrones was. It's interesting you 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 brought that up. So um, after Game of Thrones ended, I, I I think I've talked to you about this too. I felt compelled because I I I, I kind of like I, I kind of just love the fantasy genre in general. Um, and uh, I I felt very compelled to go back and rewatch the Lord of the Rings trilogy to remind myself why I love the fantasy genre so much and, and to see like how a story is ended very, very well and how, you know, a satisfying conclusion can, can come to be. And, um, you know, it, and then I, and then I actually, this is another thing. Again, I, I know that we've talked about this and you were, you were one of the people that was surprised I had never actually read the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And uh, so I've started, I actually started reading that um, for the first time and love it. You know, I'm, I'm about halfway into the first book uh, and I, I'm a slow reader because I, you know, have two kids and I tend to fall asleep after the first 10 pages I read. <laughs> oh, you make it 10 pages. I'm lucky uh, to get that far. I'm, I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm giving myself, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make myself look good. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, I'm like, I'm like halfway through Fellowship of the Ring, and uh, I love it. And um, you know, I so I, I've kind of been reading about, you know, uh, Tolkien and and uh, you know, just not i don't want to say fan theories yeah, do you think there were fan theories back when this was written like in reader's digest do you think they had like fan was, theories I, about how I was just getting ready to say that like what were there fan theories in in like 1950 whenever he published that you know right um no but uh it's interesting there was a there was a an essay that i found on uh, barnes and noble's blog if you know, I didn't know that Barnes and Noble had a blog. Until no, I, found I, I didn't either. You learned something. Uh, but this was a very interesting uh, read. Actually, it was a uh, the author had talked about how he goes back and reads Lord of the Rings every so often, and it was about you know why do why do people continue to love that that uh, series? And he talks about you know, well, there are a lot of there are a lot of things that are you know today considered cliche about it and um you know it's it's maybe not as uh i don't think he said it's not as well fleshed out but it, it, he said that, you know the character interactions are not as interesting as what happens in something like uh, uh game of thrones song of ice and fire uh and the what's the robert jordan series have you ever read that no. the, the wheel of time um, I have not read that one either because the books are like, I think there's like 27 books and they're all like 2000 pages long or something. I'll wait for the HBO um, series. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think there will be one. Uh, but, uh, anyway, he said, you know, why, why are, why do we still love Lord of the Rings? And he talked about how one of the reasons that people still love Lord of the Rings is that Tolkien takes so much time describing the world and how the people that live in that world love the world they live in. And so, yes, you, you are rooting for the characters, but you're, you're rooting for, you know, this world that they live in because it's a world that is worth fighting for. 
And he said, you know, it will always stick with people um, because, you know, something like Game of Thrones, you don't, you don't really love the world they live in that much. You know? No, it's almost like they're fighting over it just because it's there. Exactly. And I, and I always felt that way about Game of Thrones. I always thought that, you know, I don't really think it looks, I don't really think it matters who sits on the Iron Throne. It seems like everybody's miserable. Iron, yeah, man. Like, well, and not only that, but it's like whoever's sitting on the Iron Throne, it seems like people are just out to kill you. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like yeah. from the get go, you know, it's like even before that happened, <clears throat> you know, the king that was on the throne before Robert, people were out to kill the guy. And obviously he was a, you know, crazy, sick human being that just wanted to murder everyone. So, yeah, of course people wanted to kill him. But well, so there's that. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, there's there's that. He's, yeah. So he's got that going for What him. about all the good things he did? <laughs> I hear he was a fabulous painter. <laughs> he, he could cut a rug when the, <laughs> when the maestro would come out. Um so it, it, but it was interesting, and he, and he, and this author gave uh, several examples of you know how that how that came to be, and um, it was it was interesting to me because it was like yeah you know I, I do wonder you know also to your point of you know why do people stop talking about it? Well, I think it maybe it, is that part of it. Is it because yeah, like the the world that they lived in was just a really horrible place, and it's like why would. <laughs> Why would anyone uh, want to fight to rule that? And then on top of that, you know, nothing good ever really happened in the first place. So, so you what? know, maybe I mean, that's maybe that's why. That's my fan theory. That's why Danny burned it to the ground was because it's like <laughs> this place sucks. Nobody should live here. To hell with it. Let's torch the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I think with, with that, I think we better wrap it up. Uh, we went, uh, you know, we had we had some good conversations in there. We we stuck to it as closely as we could. Yeah. Well, you know, when when is our when is our conversation ever stayed on point? But you know, that's what makes it more interesting. Uh, unlike, uh, you know, I would like to hear what a uh, what a fan theory was about how this podcast was going to go, and if we lived up to their expectations. And I would love to know where the person lives that comes up with that fan theory. <laughs> There's somebody in a basement with a blog somewhere that's going to be pissed and pound on their keyboard <laughs> as soon as they listen. Well, this didn't go how I thought. <laughs> well, when I, I would have said this and I would have said that. I thought that. they were only going to talk about fan theories, and that definitely <laughs> didn't happen. I say delete it, start again. I will pay Disney to redo it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Matt, well, Thompson, Matt Thompson said this was going to be a great podcast. This yeah. is how I thought it was going to go, and I didn't. It definitely didn't go that way. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna burn his house to yeah. the ground. All right, I'll <laughs> wait for the sequel. All right. Well, thank you, John, for joining us. At uh, great time as always. We will uh, see you next time on Heated Agreement.